Yes. Sounds I good. Am. All right. Let's get all hyped. And I think I sound pretty good too. Let's go. Let's okay. Some I, beer. Yeah. I sound mm. good. I hit the mm. tool usually. Mm. You gotta always hit it away. <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown. Alongside me, in the flesh, in the person, is Asad Asan. How are you doing? I mean, we're back and we're having a good time because we love recording together. That's about it. Yeah, Sunday was not a good day. We also have a good time today because we have a special guest with us, uh, Arwa Aguda. Yes, sir. Um, Follow me on Twitter, Maui Dewey, and it's an honor to be on the podcast, Drunken Jaguar. Uh, as a forewarning before you follow Arwa on Twitter, Arwa is a diehard Houston Texans fan, which is why we brought him on today. Yes, sir. Texans all day, forever. And Arwa, we're going to have to uh, ask you to sit tight as we remorse over our terrible Jaguars losses last week. Of course. Can't wait. Then we'll dive into next week's game. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of this loss, the Jaguars uh, dropped one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Score of 33 to 25. Definitely did not feel like 33 to 25. It's one of those games where we had some scenarios in the last few minutes that, okay, yeah, you could score here, go for two, kick an onside, pull the Dallas Cowboys, you know, spin the ball at the right angle. Hopefully someone will pick. None of that. None of that. Not even remotely close. Yeah. Um, Let's start with literally the start, uh, the idea of receiving the ball first. This had been a controversial topic for Doug Marone, past uh, three weeks, Jaguars won the coin toss every single game, and they deferred, as they should, every single game, except for the fact that we gave up touchdowns immediately on all those first drives. Uh, I said, how is this game different? Well, you see, we take the ball first, which I was actually a fan of. That was the first thing I noticed when we started the game, right? All right, we got the ball. Maybe we can strike first for once. And we always talk about how scoring first is always very important, right? Well, we were actually driving down the field. I believe we're in plus territory in Bengals territory. And Gardner throws a, I would call it a kind of a bad pick. 70 on Gardner, 30% on Tyler Eifert. Just boinks up in the air. And that's the worst ball for a quarterback to see when it just hits the receiver's hands and it's fluttering in the air. Because likely it's going to be a pick, you know? Oh, just terrible. And then all of a sudden, here come the Bengals. But really, this game was not the story of the first half of the Jaguars. It was a story of how bad they struggled in the second half, particularly on defense. But it's Gardner Minshew's fault. Always, right? (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, The future of Gardner Minshew here, as well as our reaction as Jaguars fans. You and I are both uh, devoted Gardner lovers but the tide's kind of turning right now along the Jaguars fan base. Speaking of the defense, uh, we had a very poor defensive showing. Apparently, we're like on track to have our worst defensive season in like Jaguars franchise history. One, one story with the defense is the amount of injuries we sustained during this game. Before we talk about the defensive injuries, I do want to go to a player who uh, had recovered from injury and was back. That's DJ Chark, our wide receiver. What, did he change the game? Was it good to have him back? Did you notice anything? Are you really going to ask me that? Come on, man. Of course it was good to have him back. Did you see him out there? He's a game changer. He stretches the field. He catches everything that's thrown to him. He's developed into like, I mean, I think knocks about him were like his hands aren't that good. You know, his hands are great. Do you see the his yeah, uh, the low scoop? Yeah, the low scoop. Hey, how about the um first, was it the first touchdown where he drags that toe in? right there Work of uh, art. first look you know when we we're there me arwa and uh dallas uh Bengals fan which i'll give him his props in a minute you you're like the poster child for having friends of different political leanings here the, we got the texans really Bengals, and jaguars all in the same bar <laughs> i know well it's what makes our friend group unique because like we're all fans of different teams which is funny it's nice though because we get insight about other teams from our friends you know without having to really pay attention so it's great Anyways, that uh, it, was, it wasn't a toe tap. It was more of a toe drag. Yeah, what a play. I remember seeing it. I was like, I don't think that's a catch. What a play. Minshew was pretty late on the play because it was a corner out. Threw it pretty late. Great catch by Chark. 
But you see that he makes a difference. Like him and LaVisca Chenault, they're the future of this team. And if they both don't stay for a while, it would be classic Jaguars. So I wouldn't be that surprised. But still, we need these guys. He's, they're building blocks. They really are. One of those things on those like toe-dragging catches, when the receiver gets up and they're confident that they made that catch, you know there was skill involved there. This is not just luck. And he knew it, right? He knew he made the catch and because he did his little, little dance, you know. Was, so I was like, he, he must know he caught it. And because at first glance, I was like, he didn't catch that. He did. How annoying was it to hear the announcers say shark the whole game? So we're watching at the bar, so, you know, there's no volume. Oh, were they calling him Shark? <laughs> the whole game. Yeah. Oh, my like goodness. Like, baby shark, daddy shark, <laughs> mama shark. Were they really? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's like Quebecois background or something. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's turn back to the defense now. So so Shark had, had recovered from injury and was back and made a huge difference. Someone that went out in the game, I think he was jogging along the sidelines, trying to get back in and everything, was Miles Jack. Uh, Miles, uh, what's your take on him this season so far? What is it like to see him out of the game? He looks like a literal all-pro linebacker. He is that good this year. I remember from week one, I was like, in person, I was like, this guy looks like different. Without hearing all the outside voices and stuff, I was like, he looks just like really comfortable. He looks good. He's making plays at the ball. He, just, he was great. And like, once again, he was great. And it literally just popped into my head the play that he made on Drew Sample, the tight end for the Bengals, that interception in the end zone. How about that? Goodness gracious. He snagged it out of his hands, which we've seen before, not as an interception, but as a fumble. 2017 Patriots, we don't feel bad for you. Wow, what a play. That really got me hyped. I was pumped up, man. And he wanted to get back in the game. They had a shot of him on the sideline. He's just like, Damn, you could tell. Like he wanted to be back in the football game. C.J. Henderson, our first round pick at corner, who so far has played pretty good this year. I think one of the pleasant surprises is that he's been able to make tackles. And we were nervous for a while that one of his weaknesses in college at Florida was that he wasn't always making the physical contact you'd expect from a corner. And as we used to see with Jalen Ramsey, that's a pretty big difference. When you can have a corner who can not only lock down a receiver, but can make tackles in the open field. It's kind of a game changer because it limits a lot of the breakaway runs that we've been suffering from. Henderson went out so early, I didn't even realize he wasn't playing. I didn't playing. even know he was out either. <laughs> that was so like... weird, yeah. It took me a while to realize he was out. Um, okay, so let's talk about the impact on the secondary with that. Uh, you know, We're down Henderson. Now we got all the, all the second stringers coming in, right? Chris Claybrooks, also a 2020 draft selection. He was albeit, bad. A lot later in the draft. Uh, we also have Andrew Wingard, who was in at safety, filling in for uh, Jared Wilson still. It was very troubling to watch Wingard celebrate <laughs> these like very mediocre plays throughout. <laughs> it's so funny because so Dallas, you know, is a Bengals fan. And he started talking shit about him while I was talking shit about him. He's like, why does he get so hype on every play? Like we just got 25 yards and he made a tackle where he should have been in position. And then he ended up making, you know, a play. And, and the other thing is uh, DJ Hayden went out and has been ruled out for the upcoming game against the Texans. DJ Hayden's our slot corner. We were all up on him for the last couple of years. And then this year he's really been underperforming, I guess you could say. There was a moment where he collided with Trey Herndon, I believe. And I thought both of them were out, were injured. And it was so ironic because, like, these are our only remaining starters, really, in the secondary. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of turned out to be half true. How do you feel about the Jaguars' secondary as a whole? I don't feel good, but I feel good about C.J. Henderson. When he was in, from what I could see, he was playing well. But Trey Herndon's been getting a lot of uh, defensive holdings and P.I.s, I've noticed. And that specific play, Trey Herndon had an interception. And DJ Hayden literally ran his own player over. Like, I get you're trying to make a play at the ball, but dude, you literally just hit your own player. And he basically knocked the ball out of Trey Herndon's hands. It was an interception. DJ Hayden has been, from what I can see off the TV, one of the worst Jaguars this year. And he had such a good season last year, I thought. I thought he was a promising player. Man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to come clean and say that I've been playing some Rocket League on uh, PlayStation oh, 4 recently. 
And one of the ways I learned to improve is to get the fuck out of the way for better players. Like literally. There you go. So sometimes that's the key. Get, and like in basketball, sometimes you just got to get the hell out of the way and, you know, let them do them. Shifted back to the offense here. Another positive for us, as it has been every week, is James Robinson, our undrafted free agent, rookie running back, who's taken the league by storm, winning offensive rookie of the week. week. But he won't win rookie of the year. Because mm, Jaguars don't win that, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Minshew won like how many rookies of the week? He won like, like eight rookie of the week last, of the month, last year. Everything. And he didn't get a vote for Wasn't even like in the short list. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, it has to go to first-rounders. Yeah, you, you had to be a first-rounder <laughs> to get that. So, James Robinson. Dude, every week I'm like, this guy can play, but it's nothing like flashy or spectacular. It's just running downhill, finding the right hole, finding the right path, good cutting, and positive plays. He's just a good runner. That's It's simple. And that's what a good running back is these days. Like... Running backs, we know they're expendable. Like, you can get a good one anywhere. And we have one. We really do. I honestly think this is a guy that we're going to keep and start for us for years. Four or five years. And hopefully pay him. He can only get better, right? This is an undrafted kid. Who knows what kind of coaching he's gotten. The ceiling is pretty it's pretty high for him. I'm excited. He's the one guy I'm like very, very. Him and Visca, I'm so excited for them. All right. And you said you have a Visca story we're going to share in a second here. Yes. Nice. Nice. Um, before we do that, any other things, any other comments on this game? How did, how did it go? What's the story? What was it like to watch this game? How did you feel? When did you, when did you check out? I checked out early second half. When I got coffee with friends. Yeah, I, I remember you texted me and I was like, all right, I won't text him anymore. Give it away because you're going to go rewatch it. Yeah. I mean, I felt really comfortable after the first half. I did have a stomach ache. So I had to go use the bathroom <laughs> at halftime. But like, I felt good. I was like, you know, we're up 13-10. And if you saw on that last drive, I, th- I don't know how much time we got the ball back with, but we drove down the field. We almost scored a touchdown. We got to the two-yard line or something. We had to settle for a field goal because there was no time on the clock, basically, which kind of hurts in the long run. But I was like, the offense is moving the ball. The defense is getting stops for once. The defense was getting stops, like for real stops. Oh, yeah, then, some three and outs. Yeah, Burrow was going Yeah, man. Yeah. And then the second half came, and back to the same story we didn't see the opposing team's punter on the goddamn field like every week why i don't get it all right so let's jump into some stories from this past week Uh, for me personally i was doing some late night shopping at a colorado supermarket establishment (laughs) called king supers which uh it's got to have some jacksonville equivalent i don't know is there kroger in jacksonville maybe well Publix. isn't Publix. Publix? is that local maybe yeah public maybe Publix is king supers Maybe that is. Publix is awesome, though. Yeah. I love Publix. So it's just this is an illustration of where uh, weed is legal in a state in which weed is illegal. You call your grocery store Publix. In a state in which weed is legal, you call your grocery store King Supers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm walking around, and and uh, I asked this guy, yo, what aisle are like tortilla chips on? And he looks at me, and he's like, Yo, I love the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm like, yo, am I like emanating Jaguars nest these days or something? What's going on? And then I realized, I said, I realized I had your mask on. Ah, the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars okay. Tia Bank mask that you had snagged one of several at the Jaguar Stadium when you attended the game in week one. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you have any stories. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I, I, I have some questions now about your story really quick. So, like, did it just end there? He's like, yeah, go Jaguars, and then just walked away? Or, like, yeah, this is the problem. I, I was in such utter shock. I didn't know what to say to this guy. So I straight up said, okay, cool. Yeah, the Jaguars are good. <laughs> like that. He's wearing a Broncos t-shirt, too. He's, like, stalking. Oh, no. Yo, I, I don't know what – my brain didn't compute. I'm not used to finding Jaguars – love in the denver area like this so i who knows maybe he was a cu fan and he's maybe there's this like whole legion of colorado buffalo fans oh, for visca that are that are behind chanel yeah yeah ah speak of the devil we got a speak story of about- the devil what's your story here <laughs> we got a story about, the, uh, bring uh, otto into the mix here yeah. yeah what was the how was the bar on sunday <laughs> my team lost their fourth game in a row so it was it was tough but 
Yeah, it's that, guy, it's that guy's story, though. An interesting Ooh, story. let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Aro is actually next to me. So one of our very close friends, his sister works at this bar. You know, we sometimes go to watch games. I'm right next to the TV with the Jaguars. She's like, oh, I'm talking to a guy from the Jaguars. And I'm like, eh? But it was LaVisca Chanel. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. He is. I mean, he's not from Colorado, but, you know, he's a Boulder guy. Didn't really believe her, to be honest. And then she pulls up the Snapchat. She's, she says, it's a Snapchat from five minutes ago. And it's like 1045. I'm like, she's like, ain't he supposed to be getting ready for the game? I was like, yeah, yeah, he should be getting ready for the game. What the hell is going on here? And I'm not going to disclose what his name on Snapchat was or anything. But um, I was like, this has to be him. And it was just so funny. And I was like, you know, he seems like a really, really nice guy. And she's like, you know, he is actually a really sweet guy. <laughs> I was like, okay, LaVisca. So um, time passes, and she came back over, like, third quarter or something. And I was like, you know, LaVisca got hurt. And she was like, oh, no, did he really? And then she comes back, like, 45 minutes later or an hour later, and she's like, ah, he's okay. It's just a little hamstring issue. (laughs) So uh, I think he's going to be okay, guys, Jaguars fans. Inside scoop. Inside scoop. Inside scoop. LaVisca out there multitasking. Sending out snaps and shit in the middle of the game. I know. I wonder how often that happens now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it does happen it. often, right, with players. And I mean, they have their phones on them a lot, right? Of so, course, in the locker room. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Just sending out Snapchats right before game time. Why not? Wow. <laughs> All right, I got another one, kind of a weird one, similar to my first story. Um, I'm at this coffee shop working, another late night thing, and it's one of the coffee shops where like the the police on duty come in, right? So, you know, you know how it is in America right now. I'm a little tense when this happens. Yeah. I see one of the officers has like a like a sleeve on, though, like an athletic sleeve. And I just injured my elbow playing basketball that day. Oh. <laughs> so I'm trying to make small talk and like, you know, relieve my own perceived t- tension. And, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, hey, did you hurt your arm or something? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's a good opening line for a police <laughs> yeah. officer. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm just not allowed to show my tattoos. Right. So we had this thing where like, you know, I'm commenting on his tattoos and shit, whatever. He shows me tattoos and everything. And then he looks at me and he's like, what about you? Are you a Jaguars fan? I'm like, how the f*** did you know? What the (laughs) f*** is wrong with police in America? It's crazy. There's a mask. And I realize I have my mask on. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The f***ing mask. The mask. That's funny. These guys like a like wizard who like can see all markings yeah. on people and shit. I can sense it. He's a Jags fan. <laughs> Jags fan. Come, no one's sending anything to me. <laughs> Maybe more mean mugs or something. But... Wear, it, wear it loud. Wear it proud, man. All right, football. So uh, it's an honor to have Ottawa here as a Houston Texans fan. Yes, sir. Ottawa has uh, shared with us earlier the story of making this incredible journey by car to watch the playoff game against the Bills oh. last year. Oh man, that was. Funnest journey ever. That was this year. That was actually like well, January. like it was last calendar year, year twenty twenty. Yeah, it was wow. at the top of this year. Though. Different times. Yeah, which seems like forever ago. Wow. But yeah, but me and one of my good friends, uh, Kyle, went um, to Houston, you know, and had the time of our life. At first, man, oh my god! I remember watching the game. We were down sixteen zero. I had to go to the bathroom at halftime, you know, my stomach hurt so bad. I was so sick. But after halftime we turned it up and we won the game, man. Stope. <laughs> Amazing. Do you have any do you have any secrets for us how to win, how to will your team to win? Because we I said it's pretty good. He attended the week one game and they won. Yeah, so I don't know, it's just gotta be good luck. Exactly. That was the first time I was there. The stadium was beautiful, yo. I bet. It was beautiful. It was way better than the Broncos Stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think? What about the Jack Stadium? Do you think it was better than the Broncos Stadium? I feel like Broncos Stadium's not that nice, it's, bro. I, I mean, like it's, how old is the Broncos Stadium? Yeah. It's not, it's not that old, the Broncos Stadium. I believe uh, it's I think the it's, 90s. I think it's, I think apparently it's super old. It's just been renovated so heavily. Oh, yeah, and then okay. a lot of name changes. It used to be some other thing back in like the 50s. But the Houston Stadium is like fresh out of 2005, fresh. It was right? so nice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's got the like closed little... Yep, retractable roof, roof thingies. And yep. Yeah, and we usually keep it closed. So yeah. Well, we also, I mean, all these new stadiums have some kind of flair to them as well. Like you go to the Cowboys Stadium, there's an art gallery. Oh, they when they wow. give tours of the stadium, you can choose the art tour. <laughs> oh, have you seen that stadium? I haven't. Have you been there? All the time. Really? I've been on the field. Yeah. 
That's probably the best stadium. That's got to be. We're nothing like that. Jerry's World, man. That's Jerry's World. We're nothing on that. It's crazy. (laughs) That's that's the kind of place you can also buy like the the like drinking corner, like happy hour tickets, like standing room only kind of thing too. Yeah. You just stand and watch the game, basically like a bar. They do that in Dallas at the FC Dallas Stadium as well. Really, it's a, it's a big deal. The alcohol sponsors like sponsors little corners, and you go and just socialize for the game. Yeah, Jaguars have a swimming pool. Really? Yeah, you can't. You, what? You knew they had a swimming pool? That's, I think you might have mentioned it. It's but that's a crazy. very small swimming pool. No one was allowed when I was there. I was of trying to get pool tickets. Of, yeah, yeah, COVID, COVID. Yeah, of course. Wow, that's amazing. So your stadium was pretty dope then too, huh? I, I it was beautiful and like kind of when you looked out from it, you could see. Of course, you, when you've never been somewhere before, yeah. you're like, ooh, yeah. you got those eyes. Like, if it's someone different. came here, they'd be like, the mountains. That's like, so true. You can true. see them, you know? But for the for them, I was just like, ah, oh, I wanted to be here for so long. So it was just amazing and, and that thing. But, I mean, stadium was clean. It was easy to get into. So everything was fine for me Okay. the stadium. How was it, though, going to the stadium with COVID laws? And stuff? Like, was it different? Did you have to, like, go through one door, leave the same hmm. door? I'm disappointed because now we know Arwa doesn't listen to our uh, podcast <laughs> because he, he didn't hear us touch on this before. But <laughs> no, not true. Not yeah. True. Um, so, I mean, it was, you know, mask on. And I said in the podcast, I don't know if I told you guys or told you, you know, the friend group. Yeah. But like one guy, like a Colts fan, man, he left him and his girl. They left because they kept having to be told to put their mask on. Which is nothing. It's man. like, dude, just it's put the, the bare you bought the tickets, you yeah. know, just put the damn mask on. And, and you offer free masks too. And they're, <laughs> and they're, they're, cool. they're giving you free masks. They're exactly. pretty cool. I want to look, hey, man. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I mean, it was fine. And I was telling Bentley, and I told him, you know, a couple weeks ago to the, the listeners, the seats that weren't <laughs> occupied, they were like zip tied. Like you couldn't, because you, I, my first thought was like, I'm going to move up 20 rows. Oh, They're yeah, zip tied down. If it's free, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course, exactly. Yeah. So it was okay. different, but you know, it was definitely worth it. And of now course. more fans are getting into other places, so it's great. Well, if you listen to our colleagues' podcast on the SB Nation Network, the yeah. Big Cat Country, there's Duval hot takes, and they were saying that in a recent game, you can actually just break those zip ties off if you like step on the seat i, I bet zip it's ties enough pressure to break. Oh, yeah, I yeah you could just yeah exactly that's true but and they were like holding onto the broken zip tie as like a comeback charm and shit like like arranging like five of them <laughs> on your hand and all right well i guess i just wasn't smart enough i just wasn't trying to get kicked out the damn joint you know? of course of so. course so we've got big news uh in regards to the texans this week who the jaguars will be playing on sunday Woo! At our usual time of 1 p.m. Eastern. Arwa, what's uh, what's the scoop on Bill O'Brien? I heard there was like there were bets apparently at the beginning of the season to see which team would fire their head coach first. Would it be the Texans with Bill O'Brien, who's also general manager, or the Jaguars with the whole like Marone Caldwell setup? And it looks like the Texans beat us to it. What the hell happened? <laughs> hey, that's a good bet. Yeah, that's funny. Like, I'm ecstatic. We're on four, but I'm ecstatic. Just because we fired a coach, I didn't think we would ever fire, yo. Um, he has so much power. I just didn't think we would ever get rid of him. So it's amazing to see that we got rid of him. And Doug, I don't know. Doug Marone, he's a good coach. I thought for sure he would get fired last year. But <laughs> yeah, dude, we, we saw it two years ago. Yeah, we, we thought so too. But at the same time, uh, Bill should have got fired after we lost the 24-point lead in the quarter against the Chiefs. So he shouldn't even got the chance to trade DeAndre Hopkins, man. And no, we no, haven't no. won a game since, though, since Ooh. that playoffs. We literally haven't won a game since. Oh, four Over 25 points since then. Like, we just wow. been yeah, – since that game, yo, we just been going downhill. But I feel like this is a bright spot, and we're in a good situation. And, of course, we're still going to beat the Jags as normal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to break it to you. Yeah. I mean, usually on a podcast, like, you know, controversy is good and shit, but we agree. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> we're not, Tell I us mean, how you will beat us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not, we, I mean, I'll, I'll give some pushback in a little bit here, but yeah. not, not exactly right this second because I, I still have some questions about Bill. Like, okay. So, like, how do you think things will change? Will they change more in the locker room, more on the field, like with play calling, like how the production is, or is it? A lot of this have to do with like off the field things. You know? Yeah, culture change, football change. He he traded DeAndre Hopkins because of culture change. 
the rumor was too many baby mamas or they just didn't see eye to eye. He said when he traded DeAndre, he said he did what was best for the team. Like it's the, it's a stupid quote <laughs> that stuck in my head. How is trading the best receiver the best for the team? Help, like help me understand that. But they say what doesn't kill you only makes you miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's Deshaun Watson's best target, like DeAndre Hopkins, like. I just feel like he wasn't about the culture. And now that J.J. Watt even got frustrated at him, I, I heard this last week, him and our defensive coordinator got in an argument with Bill. So it's like if J.J. Watt's even fed up with him, I just think the culture is definitely going to change. I think we'll loosen us up. We'll be free. I don't, I don't know. We're on four, though, and we don't have a first or second next year. So we're still in trouble. And like every, We're still in trouble, but this is a good start. We can trade you if you want a first and second. Hey, we have a we, lot we of picks, have brother. A lot. Yeah. Who would so, you want from our team? Though? Just we don't shot. Have just one player. Just, <laughs> yeah. one, just one player, right? We good? Yeah. Just one player? But you guys got Gardner, though. We'll, we'll get into that here, too. Yeah, so that is a nice uh, topic. As we look towards the future for both of these teams, we're all asking the big questions right now, right? Yeah. And like you mentioned, the Texans don't have that draft capital to build on. We definitely have draft capital to build on, but we don't have a winning culture <laughs> in like recent memory to, to really work with here. Yeah. You guys paid Deshaun Watson, yep. and you view him as a franchise quarterback. Otherwise, you wouldn't have paid him of that. Of course. Um, Winner. We, we certainly revered Deshaun, and we were <laughs> scared as shit yes, of Deshaun. We <laughs> yes, we are. But at the same time, we also love our quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. The big question among Jaguars fans recently has been, okay, you might love someone and that person might put up, you know, maybe a 4,000 yard season yeah. with, you know, 20, 25 TDs yeah. and get you six, seven wins. I think for Gardner with like a really ideal season, we might go nine and seven or something like in the very ideal, in the, yeah. <laughs> not in the season, like, not, yeah, not, like, not in, this. In, like the realm of like theoretical possibilities here. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so we're asking, like, do we tank? Like, do we need do we need to tank to I don't know if you can consciously tank, but to yeah. to yeah. draft someone who's going to be transcendent? There's a difference between yeah. good and great. Of course, and even that great layer, you got the transcendence. They, they interviewed Aaron Rodgers recently, or whatever, and he was saying, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I love how people like my production this year, yeah. yep. and they said, oh, I had a down year last year. Well, my down year was the career year for other quarterbacks. Mike drop yeah. on them. I've seen that. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, how do you feel with Deshaun? And if you look at – if you want to come on the Jaguars as well yeah. with Gardner, what's the comparison like? Deshaun, I feel we're in a great situation. I, I mean, it sucks we traded DeAndre Hopkins, man. You don't understand how clutch he was. Like, every time I see him third down – we miss him on third down every game this year. And so, like, trading him, it makes it a little different. But I feel like you pay quarterbacks – to produce no matter what, no matter who surrounds them. So if you're paying them, so like if you gave Tom Brady the supporting cast, Ben, like they'll figure a way out. So you believe you believe a, an elite quarterback will find a way to win? Yes, I do. Okay. I believe in I think it's the right thing to do. But I also think to win a Super Bowl, it's better to surround them with a rookie contract like Patrick did, like Big Ben did. Like I'm pretty sure Tom Brady did when he was younger, like – they won. They won a Super Bowl and surrounded the team, and the whole team's better. Cause like we have no defense right now, we have no defense, and our offense is doesn't score over twenty five points. So we're kind of in trouble. And then we don't have a first or second. And I think the Jags, like speaking of the Jags, I think the Jags draft well. James Robinson, undrafted rookie, like that's crazy. Yeah. Like we not we, even draft, but yeah, just yeah, pickups, pickups. Yeah. Like yeah. so, they're I don't know who your guys' GM is, but. We don't it's, have... it's actually super interesting to hear you say that. Dave Caldwell's our GM. Okay. And I would imagine the disdain that you guys have for Bill O'Brien kind of filling both roles and right. like f***ing off all these like random ass trades for like zero Eagle, value. And ego issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine that there are Jags fans that view Dave Caldwell in that manner. But one thing we've mm. debated is, is that whole idea of like drafting successfully. Yeah. Because every owner, every GM in the league is going to hit and miss on drafts. That's the, that's the reason why you have a freaking draft yeah is because you're estimating players value and that you only can evaluate by potential of course that's why i think this question is so uh, uh interesting about franchise quarterback yeah. because some people in the jaguars camp now they might love gardner but they are growingly obsessed with the prospect of trevor lawrence maybe oh. justin fields and who they view as trans transcendent yeah but to me these quarterback they haven't played a single game in the nfl yet sure. and that's that's i think a big question right now and it's interesting to see how certain draft picks uh, materialize and others don't. 
True, true. Yeah, like you said, there's always hit and miss, but like Trevor Lawrence, he does look like he's it. So he is. Uh, he is. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, if you guys have a chance to get Trevor, I would do it. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Gardner would still be there if Trevor doesn't work out. So. And you, you've still got a bunch of games left to see how Gardner will play. But I think he's okay. I don't know if he's a game – like, he's a game changer, but I don't know if he's it, like, for the future. I don't know. We'll see. That's nice of <laughs> you to say. I mean, he is a game changer. <laughs> yeah. But every week, even my hope is starting to, you know, kind of diminish. Because I'm like, is he the guy? Is he going to lead us? They're like, our goal is not to be a 7-9 and nine average football team yeah. it's to be eight and eight <laughs> it's to be eight and eight it's to be, it's to be 500 no but really um we by saying Gardner Minshew is the answer yeah is saying that he is a guy that's going to take us to the playoffs for sure yeah. right who knows what he's going to do there but like you have yeah. to be able to get us there of course but I think Anything a lot can. a lot of the issues in Jacksonville are not his problem and they're being reflected on him okay and I see that game by game and I don't want to blame it on the defense, but I'm going to blame it on the defense. Right. Like, I think the play calling has been fine. Yeah, he he can't chuck the ball down the field. He doesn't have that good arm strength to just drive balls in there. But he's smart. He makes the right play most of the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see him regressing a little bit, which is what I was going to ask you. I see Deshaun Watson regressing a little bit. And do you think that has to do with him and Bill O'Brien or does it have to do with DeAndre leaving? Because DeAndre leaving, it's a big thing. And it can make a quarterback regress, especially when you have a target like that. Yeah, exactly. If anyone lost a target that good and the number one target, of course, and brought in worse targets, (laughs) (laughs) of course your production is going to go down a little bit. But I think Deshaun still has it because, like, I see him second half and he'll be killing it, throwing dimes. But then again, the defense is relaxed, so that's what people are saying. So I don't know. We got to see. But, like, first halves haven't been good, but I really think it's the play calling. Like, we're not being put in good situations at all. And the defense doesn't help, like you said. So, our defense is pretty barbecue chicken like your guys. So, it should be a high-scoring yeah. game. So, how do you think the play calling changes then? Well, it probably sounds like it's going to be somewhat different overnight. I mean, I just hope we just give Deshaun Watson maybe more more leeway, I guess. But Romeo is going to step in. I'm not sure of him as an offensive coach. I know he's a defensive coach. He was he was like a defensive coordinator, like a president or whatever of it. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see against you guys. <laughs> Let's get on to predictions for this game. How do you think it's going to go? I mean, we're talking a little bit about the strategy here from the Texans. And I said, how do you see the Jaguars approaching this game against a Texans team that has undergone immense shifts this week? It's time to just let... Just like them, it's time to let loose. I mean, I feel like we the Jags have been pretty loose on offense stuff, but like, I hate to say it, but yeah, we have to maybe take a couple shots down the field, keep the defense honest, at least just throw them, you know, see what happens. We have DJ Chark back, and he's a he's a difference maker. And against what he's calling a bad defense, which I haven't really seen them, you got to take shots and stuff. I think our pass protection has been really, really good. So, like, you can't blame that. You, you know, usually, like, you're like, oh, the quarterback has no, you know, protection. You know, he doesn't have time. Gardner Minshew has plenty of time. Sometimes he gets out of the pocket early. Sometimes he takes his eyes off his receivers and looks to, you know, scramble a little bit and open up some space. But we got to be aggressive, man. And I'll take the ball again. But if we're going to beat them, we have to shut down Deshaun Watson and... If we couldn't do it last year or the year before, or his rookie year, really, eh, I guess we did his rookie year. Yeah. But um, that's when you guys were nice. Yeah, that's when that's when <laughs> we were good. But like, you you got to stop Deshaun Watson at the end of the day. So like, you can't expect Gardner Minshew to score forty points, right? But I think the Jags are gonna pull something different because you know divisional games, we know each other so well. So I think the Jags will take deep shots. I think. I, I think that's the only way you guys will win. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, teams often play each other's level in that division yeah. rivalry. Um, yeah. Running wise, I mean, you know, we've talked about it a little bit on the show here. We've we've lost a lot of backs to injury. I mean, we cut Fournette right before the season, which which is my no regrets right now. But it's not my mom. It was weird at the time. Yeah, uh, when it happened. Yeah, at the time though, like when it happened, did you guys see it coming? We no, 
Yeah, no one's talking like about it. It was like a rage no quit, like in video games, yeah. where you just like <laughs> log out or anything. Oh, because like, last year we started, you know, we there's all this immature, immaturity shit, you know, yeah. and the, but we were like, oh my gosh, he's like maturing into like this this guy, this leader. He had a career year last year. Yeah, career uh, Receiving, year, especially. He was yeah, he was exactly. great you guys last cut year. Him. He's a bruising ha- uh, halfback. Change you guys couldn't trade him? They it's apparently like, shopped yeah. him around for the draft. Yeah, and people, no one wanted him. Why? Apparently. That's apparently this could yeah. be like lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. who knows? Yeah, who knows? Cause, Don't worry. Cause that doesn't make sense, It doesn't man. add up. What do you mean? Yeah. No? Yeah. Well, Shad tried to trade his yacht yeah, away for like a first round. Throw in Leonard like on the yacht. He's like grilling burgers. No, no, but seriously, I mean, it was a surprise for everyone, but like they didn't yeah. want a six rounder in return for Leonard Fournette. Why you know, not? So the whole thing with the Jaguars this year is that it's a, it's a, you know, it's a culture change, which is kind of ironic because Nick Foles was supposed to be our culture change last year. Nick yeah. Foles was supposed to come in as a Super Bowl MVP winning veteran quarterback yeah. and guide us all through that buttered coffee that he drinks yeah <laughs> but that's not what he does nick Foles is just a person to come in for a game or like clutch moments kind of it's weird like for a whole season though every time i see him for a whole season he's bad he's not well he's not nick Foles that we're accustomed to like the super bowl winning winner nick Foles. so i don't know well uh our, apparently our uh gm didn't think that and and paid him a shit ton of money guide us yeah. to the promised land because we still had we thought still had with the 2017 elite defense you oh, know yeah. Yeah. yeah we were like oh we need one piece one more piece quarterback more yeah piece. five more minutes what was the thing like four more minutes in the playoffs yeah, whatever. like four more minutes and we're in the, Super the Bowl. patriots by four right. more minutes yeah. so wait so does that get like pinned against the cap your, uh, his contract it's still i think we're still, we're still suffering this year yeah we're, no yeah we are we're still suffering okay but what happened in the off season is that we we didn't just like you know cut our losses right we like obliterated our losses <laughs> yeah, we, cut we, 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 we got rid of every f-ing contract that's more than like 15 dollars an hour man <laughs> <laughs> oh wow we have more okay. cap space than any team in the league yeah. right now oh okay okay hey, which brings us to uh a, something i wanted to bring up was which I was, you know, kind of talking to you guys about was which job is more attractive? Because yeah. let's be honest, the Texans are going to hire someone, yeah, probably at the end of the year, right, yeah. right, and then we might as well, and maybe even GM. What is more attractive? Is it the Texans job with a franchise quarterback? What we think, I do, yeah, and not. I mean, they have pieces, but we have better young pieces, and we have a lot of draft capital and a lot of money to spend. Or do you go to the Texans? Right, and try to build. You gotta like build off that quarterback. Yeah, that's it. And literally wait a year. We don't have a first or second. Wow, it's not. That's so tough. So, which job do you take if you're just an outsider? Me not being biased, I would definitely take the Jags because you guys have potential to get Trevor Lawrence. You know, Ah, a game changer ah. or Justin Fields. But yeah, so I would take the Jags to be honest. But I don't feel like our situation is impossible to fix though. I feel like we could still we could get a free agent maybe free agent wide receiver or I don't know we could get a wide receiver in the third round maybe I don't know that ends up being I'm really optimistic good, yeah. you know so the Jaguars are very fascinating and that they've had obvious gaping holes in the roster in the past like couple years they've kind of fixed those sometimes like not intentionally <laughs> and they've had other holes open at the same time and right now for example our tight ends like aren't that bad like we've we've had major tight end issues the last few years yeah. now we've got Tyler Eifert we have James O'Shaughnessy uh, and they're they're as far as they don't stay injured. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Ty Eifert, man. Oh man, he's an injured. You can't king. trust him. Yeah, you, can't you cannot. Him. He's been okay. He had but, he had one good play, but yeah, when he plays, if he plays, he can be a good tight end. So good I tight agree end. with that. Yeah. And then other things like I mean, we have D.D. Westbrook, who is a receiver that we we largely pen to be the starting or at least second uh, wide receiver starting lineup last year, who's. Yeah essentially been a healthy scratch several games so do you think that's a relationship with doug no it has nothing to do with that he's just not performing it's, it's production it's really? a just it's really an off season in our like small ass sample of like covid preseason yeah. games these guys just weren't un, weren't performing at the he's level he's just not good it. because the first thing i noticed the colts game the first thing i noticed when yeah. we came out the jaguars came out yeah there's two <laughs> receivers out there it was dj for the first two plays dj chark lavisca chanel like they threw a rookie, a rookie in there, yeah, just right, yeah. right off the bat. You know what I mean? So I was like, "Oh, it's, like it's a over slap for in the face." It's the other over for receivers, you, you know? Yeah. 
So, and our receiving crew is good. I'm, we have already, we already have Keelan Cole, who's recovering from a lot of mental issues. Last, uh, especially two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I said you um, still love him. I still wow. love. Yeah, we've had. We've I had, still love Keelan. <laughs> we don't even know what it feels like to have a DeAndre Hopkins because we've had at least five receivers each year. Yeah. We pin as the number one wide receiver. We think, oh, this person's going to start. This is the thing. This is the deal. Allen Robertson, I could say. Oh maybe, my god, maybe he was close to. Uh, uh, DeAndre. No, his, the last yeah, snap he close, took was before he tore his ACL against you guys yeah. week one of 2017. Remember so that? That's Maybe, been yeah, a long yeah. time. And if you wipe 2017, that's basically 2016 season. It's four years now. Yeah. Four years. And they let him so, wash for Marquise Lee. Yeah, so we, we haven't experienced for a while what it's like to have that surefire uh, wide receiver one out there. And we didn't know if yeah. A-Rob was that. Because they just gave up on him a little bit. And True. they gave him Blake Bortles. And gave him Blake Bortles, exactly. So. <laughs> keep it in bounds. Man. Yeah, here, keep, keep the fucking ball in bounds. What did you say? Yeah. Something like that. Let's, uh, let's move on to the NFL. Before we do that, I do want to get hard line predictions. Arwell, let's start with you. Who's winning on Sunday? What's the score? We could be 0-10. No matter what, I would say we are being the Jaguars. And I think the score will be 35-28. Because we have terrible defense. You guys have a good running game. And honestly, receivers, we don't have that good corners either. So DJ Shark could go off on us. Who knows, man? And so, yeah, 35-28 Texans all day. I said, what do you got? I think it's going to be a little more lopsided than that, obviously. <laughs> Jaguars 42, yeah. Texans 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go with maybe like something like 31-13 Texans. What? I also don't see the Jaguars <laughs> winning because... Uh, the Texans, I think, coming out of this zero and four thing and the change of coaching and everything—they're a talented team. So it's not like you know, it's not like you're rebuilding the idea of playing football. You have talented football players out there. Uh, I think the Texans win thirty-one. I'll say thirty-one thirty, and okay. kind of a heartbreaker wow. for the Jaguars. That okay. might be like a last-minute garbagey kind of you know, a couple touchdowns or something. But I think it'll be a little bit closer and even equally excruciating for us Jaguars fans. It'll be just enough yeah. to get our hopes up again. Another moral victory. Look at our talent. Exactly. I'd, I'd rather get blown out, honestly. I'd rather get blown out than lose by one point. You guys are funny. I don't think it's <laughs> I don't, I don't think it, it going to be a good game. Let's take a look around the NFL. We're all fans of football as a, of as a general sport here. Yes, sir. Uh, what we like to do on this podcast as of last week is find some games from around the NFL and just do a quick, like, six degrees of separation. Just, like, link them back to the Jaguars somehow. Okay. Some of them are really obvious. I said I'll let you start with a really obvious one with our good friend uh, Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. I was so excited to share this one. Only because I saw it the second it was, like, before it was happening. Yeah. I was mentioning to Arwa in Dallas. I was like, oh, shit. Like, Golden Tate's on the Giants. And, like, Jalen Ramsey's out here. And I remember their little Twitter altercation. If you guys don't know, uh, Jalen left... Um, Golden Tate's sister, who yeah. he had two mom, kids, right? Two kids, maybe I think two, I kids. Heard two kids. I think right? it was two kids. No, she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, okay. One kid and one on the way. Damn. Oh, the story's getting juicy. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, Golden Tate was like, uh, something along the lines of, I'll see you on the field or come say this shit to my face kind of thing. And Jalen Ramsey hit him good if you haven't seen it go look it up amazing tackle amazing. crazy and then what happened like after the game there's a fight you can't really see it in the videos did you guys see the videos yeah yeah you couldn't I, you see can't. it yeah it was just a big ass bro this is a big ass a bunch <laughs> of people someone was at the bottom of them and apparently Jalen ramsey's waiting outside of the locker room for golden tate after the game because he wants more <laughs> like this is a real they, they kept calling it some Something family drama. Yeah. You know? No one got suspended, right, though? No, which there should be some fines and repercussions for these two. I haven't heard much. Jalen Ramsey tweeted, I believe, the day after and was like, you know, classic Jalen Ramsey. Some Bible verse or some shit. Uh, Yeah, it was like (laughs) a Bible verse. Only God can judge me kind of thing. (laughs) No one else can judge me. That kind of of stuff. (laughs) Which I won't say is crap, but it's crap when it comes out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Glad we have that drum. This is literally the reason he is not a Jaguar anymore. Like, well, they the Jaguars did this. They did this. As like we call it the like Boy Scout mentality. They're just literally drafting the the sweetest, kindest gentleman to fill the locker room now. And a lot of the people they got they got rid of or they let go. 
some of them were were not prone to conflict or egotistical rants and shit, but a lot of them were. And that was kind of the deal. Okay. Was, to be honest, the Jaguars fans, you know, it's fun to watch 2017. Yeah. The defense that is so full of itself is yeah. actually kind of amazing. It's like that Aaron Rodgers quote the other day. Yeah. You're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> when you're losing, when, when you're, you're losing, mouth, it is so toxic. Yeah. But you need, the, I mean, you need those kind of players like Jalen Ramsey, like you said. Like, I know you guys miss him, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys deal, still have sure. good corners, though, right? To replace them, kind of. Nah, I mean, it's hard to find corners it's like Jaylen, hard to though. find good corners like that. So we never had a corner like Jalen. So you guys said you never had a receiver like DeAndre. We never had a corner like. That's Jaylen. a good point. You guys haven't. Never. I mean, the closest thing we have is DJ Chark talking about the locker room vibe this week and how everyone thinks we're the underdogs and we're gonna band I together. Like what he's whatever. Saying, it was. Don't, it was don't, nice. Don't it was, that, but like. it was. It was cute, you know. It wasn't like <laughs> Jalen Ramsey would come out and be like, "Oh yeah, I know we just lost to them, but their QB is a piece of shit." Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, I like how he came out. and he'll back it up. He'll go out there. And he back does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a dog. dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. But DJ Chark, man, I, I liked what he said. Yeah. He's just like you know, like all these people. They're we already knew they're gonna talk shit. They already know we're bad. Like I get it, bro. Like, but like that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop doing my job and stop trying to be great. And that's what I want from DJ Chark. So we also have the Titans, who have been notoriously delayed for COVID cases. Uh, I can't remember how the total count. I think they had like more staff than players actually test positive. Something like twenty people overall. It's kind of interesting because you know there's certain measures you can take to not spread the virus, and apparently, really like when care. when these things break out you know there's just like no precautions being taken. Exactly. Like mathematically speaking, people are indoors, no mask, whatever, the basic stuff, right? It doesn't matter like your political leaning, even your yeah. freaking scientific leaning, whatever. Like yeah. if you're indoors <laughs> right. in close uh, contact, it's a tough one. Yeah, so Titans are delayed. Uh, interesting to see how that'll pan out. I just want to mention one other case of that really quickly. Case of that, get it? Pun intended. Yeah. Is Cam Newton testing positive for COVID yeah. as a starting quarterback who's been having an awesome season? People are yeah. comparing it to his 2015 MVP season with the with the Carolina Panthers recently. Yeah. And what did they do for the Patriots? They didn't call off the week like they did for the Titans. Yeah. Instead, they delayed the game from Sunday to Monday night for yeah. this double header really with yeah. Tony Romo coming on. For a Monday night call, <laughs> yeah. what's what's your take? What's your reaction to the whole COVID thing? Like, should other teams like really be taking notes right now? Like, how does this affect the league as a whole? They might have to do some kind of type of bubble because I think like they there's just so many players. I don't know, or they just got to really take it seriously. But the Titans might up the whole league for us, yo, because they might they might cancel another week of games. And just imagine, imagine if Patrick Mahomes gets it because I, because I guess uh, Stephen Gilmore or Stephon Gilmore got mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, 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 and he got it, and he dapped up Patrick. So oh, I feel like if Patrick <laughs> Mahomes gets it, man, I don't know. We shut shut the football. whole damn thing down, right? <laughs> if he gets it, yeah. So we'll see, man. It's tricky, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Titans are three and zero right now, and I was talking to a Titan friend of mine, Jared, and he's oh. he's devastated because like they're three and zero. And he feels like they have a good chance to actually like go to the Super Bowl again. So I'm sorry, um, I just want to rewind a bit. You have a Titans friend. <laughs> I know yeah, him just, too. Yeah, just yeah. Unfortunately, wow. Titans I, friend. Just I like had I have like Titans too. cousins. I haven't talked to them since like 2003. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really hate the Titans that much. We beat them, so I like that. Yeah, I, I hope we can get yeah. that level one day. Yeah, I hate the Colts. They yeah, we beat the Colts once in a while, so I don't feel that. Yeah, we own the Colts. And the Peyton Manning days, I did hate. Peyton Manning, though. Did you guys yeah, beat him? I that? hated him. Yeah, I was going to say, no one, none of Colts. us beat him. <laughs> uh, I said you were saying that the Patriots delay was almost like a marketing move for better TV options or a double header on Monday night, right? You get Tony Rome, because Tony Rome and Jim Nance were originally on the call either way. And I mean, those guys are great. Yeah. So I was like, oh, two Monday night games? We also witnessed during that game a Miles Jack wasn't down type of moment, but the other way around. Did yeah. you catch that? Wow. It was it had been Mahomes. It was Mahomes. I don't know had, who got sacked. Had like semi fumbled, semi thrown. Yeah. So like it was some so, weird shit. Well, yeah. oh, the now even Tony Romo, they were they're going back and forth saying, Oh, they, yeah. they would even alternate saying, Oh, he fumbled, oh he intercepted. Like, in front it's of not a fumble, it's an interception, yeah. but it's not it's not a dead it's not a dead ball. Yeah, they didn't know what to say. It was Patrick too, like, you know. So, so Patriots yeah. Rush has him wrapped up. Yeah. He's his arms kind of going back like for the throw. Yeah. It's at that point where you can't really tell if he's starting to make forward motion or not. 
regardless, regardless, ball ball comes out in a right. very fumble type of way. Yeah. And the uh, I forget who it was, but on the Patriots uh, defense catches the ball before it even hits the ground. So like right. without discussion, yeah, Patriots ball yeah, without discussion. Goodness. And and then that that uh, the Patriots start trying to run it back and everything, and it gets called dead. And right now I'm watching and I'm getting Miles Jack wasn't down vibes. Right? I'm, I'm right having away. flashbacks. And I'm like, good, <laughs> the Patriots, they deserve it, whatever. <laughs> At the same time, Bill Belichick is freaking, like, this guy's like flipping his shit on the sideline. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, uh, <laughs> it wasn't seconds until they cut to the, the Chiefs punting. Yeah. yeah. So they, they avoided any you. kind of review yes. on, yeah. the, on the play. But there's nothing reviewable is what I found out. Oh, really? oh hell the f- no! Nothing reviewable. They whistled the person down like f- well, eight like seconds the, before the play was even going to end. Like in the Miles Jack situation, you can't review that. You can review that person's so, f- job for favoring Patrick Mahomes over yeah, every other human was, being. It was a terrible call. I bet on the Chiefs and I had some money on them, so I'm, I was definitely okay with it, especially Bias. with the <laughs> with the experiences. Yeah. But man, that was awful, and it's been a. It's been a thing in the league, you know, like ever since the Miles Jack play. It's literally that's when they, they changed the rules, the rules for this. Yeah, so don't, they don't, don't call dead. it. Yeah, and, let, and review it afterwards. Until exactly. it's actually dead. Yep. But it was a different situation. No, but what the hell? Like you watched it. I mean, Mahomes is still upright still for up. the most part. Yeah. There, but it hasn't been like this, you know. Oh, we're locking bodies and we can't drag yeah, him down. No, for far None of that's there. Of that. He's still just kind of going down, and he even gets the ball out. Like so, even because on his end, he's trying to. Throw if the, the ball. Chiefs had he's caught that play. ball, they'd be flipping their shit. They'd yeah, be going eight bananas on the sidelines over here, saying we had forward progress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, on that note. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it has been an awesome show. And oh, Arwa, sure. thank you so much for joining us here. Hey, man. It's an honor being on. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, no, we're no, we're super excited to have you here. And it's been a learning experience. It's nice to have someone who's not a diehard Jaguars fan to kind of bounce ideas off of and everything. Um, if you had been a Titans fan, I would uh, say, f*** you. <laughs> you wouldn't even allow me on the show, man. Yo, no, you would not be here for Titans. Oh, no Titans fans. Sorry. Thank you so much for listening to The Drunken Jaguar. You can follow us, as always, on Twitter at Junkin Dragwar. Yeah, see what we did there. I'm Bentley Brown. I'm at Weld Brown. And I'm that youngest said at that youngest said, and you can find out how to spell it in the bio. And I'm Arwa Gouda, and you can follow me at my Twitter at Maui Doobie, and you'll see I'm a Texas fan, got a Texas hat, Texan jersey, and yeah, if you want a different insight, follow the boy. <laughs> awesome. All right, go Jags on three. You ready, Arwa? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. Go, go Jags. Go Texans. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I hate this guy. Titans fan. What does that even mean? It's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs>